Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning, Buffalo. It is Dominic Cortese. And yes, Hammer Time Radio starts right here, right now. Need new windows? Looking to remodel your kitchen or bath? You've come to the right place and the right time. Broadcasting on News Radio 930 WBEN since 1989, this is Hammer Time Radio. Now, your host, your man for home improvements, Dominic Cortese. Good morning, homeowners, and welcome once again to Hammer Time Radio here on WBEN. Dominic Cortese with you. As we wind our way to through the hour for you, anything around your house that needs my attention, you can certainly give us a call. We have a special guest on the live line, Phil Nanula. Phil is the owner of Essex Homes of Western New York. They've been around since 1992. And you may know that name. They're one of the region's leading luxury semi-custom home builders. The firm has built more than 3,000 single-family homes, patio homes, one- and two-story villas, ranging from 1,800 square feet to 5,000 square feet. And they've been all around town, Amherst, Clarence, East Aurora, Grand Island. Now, why we had Phil on, uh, we're having Phil on the air today uh, is because he is on the Government Affairs Committee for the New York State Builders Association. He's a state director. And let's say good morning to you, Phil Nanula. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, a, a timely subject to have you on. I'm glad you were able to, we were able to uh, get this date booked because, uh, the issue at hand here for the the, the uh, new home construction industry is that you are on the front line of taking the impact first uh, from the electrification of our state. The budget passed recently, uh, zeroing in on new construction as the starting point for electrification. Uh, let's talk about that, and let's talk about the impact it's going to have on your industry. Sure. I think one of the most confusing things about this whole initiative has been the lack of the information to the public from the people that are driving this. Mm-hmm. The the timing, for example, has been very confusing. And what, as you mentioned, new construction starts first. The date that now has been uh, enacted is December 31st, 2025. So only basically homes that draw a permit after January 1st of, of 2026 will have to comply with basically having zero uh, natural gas appliances of any kind in mm-hmm. the home. So that's and, and one of the that's around the corner. It it comes fast, yeah. and uh, you know we have not, as an industry, uh, had a seat at the table uh, in discussing what's involved with doing this, and that's been one of our biggest concerns at the state level, is that you know these and they enact these uh, policies at at the government side, and and then we have to figure out how to implement them. And if we had a seat at the table, we could bring up the pertinent facts right. that are involved in, in how, how right. it creates a change. Like, for example, let's start. Let's start with that point. Where did natural gas become such an such an enemy? Well, only because of uh, the, the the carbon footprint reduction, and we're not against you know working towards that. Right. Uh, you know, the 
all the utilities have come out and said that uh, this is not achievable with the current infrastructure and that um, there needs to be a more of a hybrid approach taken. Um, you know, what New York State is doing, according to, to, these, to the studies that have been conducted, is the most aggressive in the world. Mm-hmm. And they want to reduce the greenhouse emissions by 40% uh, by 2020. What's interesting about that, though, Phil, is saying that and doing that are two different things. And the the doing it side of it is really not attainable. Well, it's attainable, but there needs to be a number of things done. And and those things are time consuming. They're they're very expensive and they haven't outlined how they're going to do that, because whether they think it's going to happen or not, it's going to happen when they flick the switch it's going to become obvious that this is needed. Right. And, you know, some of the complexities that occur with new construction is they're not grandfathering any existing infrastructure. So if you already have a development in anywhere in New York State or even multiple phases of a development, uh, when that date occurs, that infrastructure and the gas, natural gas that's been installed in that infrastructure will not be able to be used for any new construction. So the gas lines will have to be abandoned, and uh, the the increased capacity electrically will have to be in- included. Well, not necessarily abandoned, because w- once again, there's existing homes in those neighborhoods that already have natural gas. Okay, they don't have to convert. Only the newly constructed homes have to convert. But if let's say you're doing a whole new neighborhood and the gas lines already laid, it can't be tapped. Well. And that is confusing, too. We're trying to get clarification on that because currently it does not identify that, that we can use the, that infrastructure if it's already in. So I agree with the premise of what you're saying is that that's what it appears to be. Right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, this is our topic for today. Unless you have anything else you'd like to bring up, we're certainly open to that. Phil Nanula from Essex Homes uh, talking about the electrications. First, starting now with new construction. You heard the, You heard the date. December 31st, 2025, what? A year and a half away. 803-0930. That's the number for you to call this Saturday morning here on WBEN. 803-0930 in the 716. You can text us on that same number outside the 716-1-800-616-WBEN. The Orchard Park of Text Board open and running as well. So text, call. We'd love to have you participate. Also, I'd like to have you participate in the upcoming cooking class the 5th of June. We're going outside, folks, to the brand new Uni Pizza Oven, and Jerry Clemente is actually making dough from scratch, and uh, everyone's going to have their own pizza. You'll be able to uh, doll it up the way you like. That's the 5th of June, and there will be some gluten-free dough available as well. Make your spot a reservation now. Don't wait. This one's going to sell out June the 5th, just a couple weeks away. The 11th or the 10th of July, we're going to Liguria. And then in August, we're going to Florence. In September, it's a Sauce 101 class. October is cheese making. Uh, November is pasta fresca. And December, we round out the year in Abruzzi. All the classes are at Cortese.net, the Come Home to Cortese Cooking School. Check it out. Register today. Great Father's Day gift, huh, for the pizza workshop. That's June the 5th, so book your father in. Uh, and don't wait, as I say, that's going to sell out. And everything we do, by the way, is listed on our Cortese website. But better than that, 
We'd love to have you come by and take a tour of our Come Home to Cortese showroom at 9074 Main Street in Clarence. We're two miles east of Transit Road, just past Shimerville, just past Essex Homes on the left. We're on the same side as Phil and Essex Homes. Good morning from Dominic Cortese. And before you pick up the hammer, before you pick up the drill, pick up the phone and give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Before we talk to you, though, we're going to say good morning to Ryan Nitz, one of the branch managers of Lakeshore Savings Bank. What branch are you at now, Ryan? Hi, Dominic. Uh, yes, I'm at the Depew branch. Okay, that's our old our old location there at George Urban and Dick. Uh, how's the weather out there today? A uh, little rainy, little yeah. rainy. Yep. Yeah. We got some rain coming through, and everyone's heading to the PGA and. Bring your rain, uh, your rain gear, and your umbrella for the next few hours. And as we uh, get ready for the rain and get ready for spring, we get ready for financing our renovations. And Lakeshore is the place to go for all of those. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would say that if you have any projects planned for the spring or summer months, you know, I would definitely stop into you know our branch, uh, 570 Dick Road in Depew. Um, and, uh, you know, talk, talk to me about your plans. We can look at financing, whether it's uh, a mortgage or a refi or a home equity. Mm -hmm. In addition to great rates on financing, Ryan, Lakeshore also has some great rates on CDs. Absolutely. So currently right now we have uh, a CD, a nine month CD. Um, the APY is 4.35% and the minimum, um, deposit is $500. Great. Um, we, al we also have a liquid money market. Um, that, that rate is APY is 2.65, and that's variable. The minimum amount for that is 1500 Okay. Why don't you give us the Depew branch phone number? Sure. Uh, it's 716-898-2022. And one more time. 716-898-2022. For 132 years, Lakeshore Savings Bank. Putting people first. Hammer time. That was Phil, my son, not Phil Nanula. Phil Nanula is my guest on the live line from Essex Homes, and we're talking about the electrification. First affecting new construction. That's the first uh, impact that we're going to see uh, locally uh, from electrification. Phil, let's get into uh, some of the details here. Uh, first of all, uh, what is it going to cost, uh, add, added cost, uh, as far as the effects on a home? You know, actually, Dominic, we don't have a definitive number on the new construction side because we've been trying to understand what, what we're, our requirements are going to be. But it's, it's going to be tens of thousands of dollars more. Uh, that's on a newly constructed home. Obviously, when they start to go to the existing home in 2030 as a projected date, that's going to range between forty dollars and $50,000 for these conversions. Some of the biggest expenses are related to, you, you know, in construction, you typically put in anywhere from a 200 to 300 amp service. You have to put in at least a 400 amp service uh, to facilitate a, an entirely electric home. One of the biggest challenges of those homes is the backup power mm -hmm. in Western New York, especially in the winter. If we have right. an electric power outage, the, you know, we rely on natural gas backup generators. Uh, that will be precluded too after that date. 
Hmm. Um, that's one of our industry's biggest concerns is protecting the homeowner in a power outage. Yeah. So what is it, what is it on the books for a backup? It, it would be uh, solar. It would be electric. And the problem with the those generators, the current technology, is that you know they rely on the solar panels and the ability to to, to generate that that built up uh, backup. And as you know, in the in the winter time, between the snow and the heavy cloud cover, those systems don't produce well. They may be a short term answer for a few hours. But if we have days that the power is out, which is not uncommon, they would not be able to keep up with that demand. Well, that's a big flaw uh, right there unto itself. How are we going to heat these houses? Well, they, they would be uh, geothermal. Uh, they would be uh, electric heat pumps. Um, once again, that te- technology exists. But in, in western New York, with the temperatures that we have in the uh, extreme winter conditions, uh, they don't perform well. Their pro- productivity decreases significantly. Typically, people that put those in will also have backup gas power. So mm-hmm. if during the, the extreme situations like that, they could supplement that. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to preach a hybrid approach. It just doesn't right. yeah. seem to gain any uh, legs. Now, if you, if you start a new construction in a new neighborhood and you put geothermal in these new homes, what's that going to do to the bottom line cost of the home well it's substantially more i mean currently any home that puts geothermal in is getting subsidized by the government uh it is unclear if that those subsidies are going to be maintained um, after these dates uh i don't know how that money if it's going to be increased by significant numbers like that is is going to be able to be sustained the availability of it do you think there's going to be some pushback uh from your customers on this whole movement Another, well, there already is pushback from the general public in New York City altogether. Right. Um, what we're concerned about, without being grandfathered by projects that already have the system in, we're going to have a house that we built that has natural gas, and ne- as of that date, right next door, we could build a house that's all electric. What does it do to the resale value of that home when they're going to be competing against a natural gas home versus electric home in the same neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah, because if when you go and develop a, an area, you'll build the homes as the or you'll do the orders as they come in. So you're right; you may be in construction prior to that deadline. What if it's permitted uh, before that deadline? Does it, can it still be built with natural gas? That's my understanding, mm-hmm. and I, I I'm sure that if this, this all stays as is, the influx of people that want to get their get in under the wire is going to occur. Mm-hmm. Let's talk for a minute about the electrical service side of it, because that's really going to be another um, you know, affected area. The services are going to have to be increased in capacity in order to run everything in the house. Do you see it going from 200, let's say, to 400 amp? What we're being told uh, is that it has to be at least 400 amp. And the challenge on an existing neighborhood is when the electric company size the transformers in a development, they know that it's a combination of natural gas and electric usage. So those transformers, even in a newer neighborhood, are not sized to be able to handle this type of conversion. Mm-hmm. You probably have heard that there's a nationwide shortage of transformers. Right. Uh, it's a crisis at this point. If we put a new development in Western New York today, the utilities will only install a transformer if we're pulling a permit for a house. We're typically in a newly constructed neighborhood. All of that infrastructure is put in up front before we start construction. 
when we talk about what when we talk about a more sensible hybrid approach, uh, there's so many things that come to mind, like blending hydrogen into natural gas, uh, like capturing carbon dioxide. There's a building in New York City that's doing that. They're they're harnessing the carbon dioxide. They're actually making it into concrete blocks. How come these ideas aren't being uh, at least floated for new construction? It's a hard question to answer because it, that all makes sense. And I think that there's just such a intensity to try to get this done that they're kind of looking the other way on those types of conversations because it, it isn't exactly fit the mold of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason for this intensity and this uh, quickness of this turnover to, to not consider hybrid approaches right. is irresponsible. Right. A texter's writing, Phil, what right does the state have to impose this rule on us? You know, you look at that and say, how do they impose any rule? It's a law that's enacted. Our our Senate and Assembly uh, approve it. It's sent to the governor. The governor signs it. Mm-hmm. It's like any law. Um, that's creating, you know, friction with a lot of people in New York State. A lot of people feel like that, mm-hmm. like the texture is saying. Yeah. And I get it. And I think there is going to, there, there's a growing uproar of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's happening in new construction first first, which is the quieter approach, like it doesn't affect me right now. Mm-hmm. But believe me, 2030 is going to be here tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Another texter is writing, uh, telling me that I'm beating a dead horse. We get it. You like natural gas. You don't like New York State's electrification. I would like to, uh, he'd like me to go back to um, answering just general home improvement questions, which certainly we will he'll be doing. But I think I, we kind of have a responsibility here uh, at WBN to educate on this uh, very important topic. I guess I don't consider it a dead horse. Um, you know, the amount of uh, gas service that's installed in New York State is huge. And that, that was, that's been an investment over many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And to just arbitrarily say that it's going to go away. I mean, when it gets into the commercial side, and into the uh, factories and into the uh, kitchens of, of uh, restaurants and right. things like that, it's right. even a bigger problem. Right. It's, it's just not achievable. It, it, when you have NYSEC and National Grid that sell both electric and gas saying that they can't achieve it, why isn't anybody listening to that? So I don't, I don't consider it a dead horse. I, exactly. I just don't agree with that statement. I agree. 8030930, I would love to have you participate in this topic, or as the texter is suggesting, anything that needs my attention around your house, you can always call whatever topic we're having. Give us a call this Saturday morning here on WBN. Bottom of the hour, top of the news. Hammer time. 1038 is hammer time. And one more comment to the uh, texter who thinks I'm beating a dead horse. Um, I will say this. I think it's important that we promote awareness on this topic, and that's one thing that I've committed myself to doing is making the public aware. I think a lot of people weren't aware, and I think Phil were pointing that out today that there's still a lot of um, a lot of uh, questions about all of this, um, and you know, not to take credit for the uh, um, the change of heart that the state had in the in the passing of the budget, but they did back away from the universal mandate and now it's just focusing focusing on the new construction industry. So I think, you know, that the awareness that we brought 
and the motivation that we had to our listening audience to complain to their elected officials may have had some impact on that budget uh, being passed the way it did. What do you think of that, Phil? Well, I, I think it just wasn't included in the budget because the date uh, beyond new construction is further out. Uh, mm-hmm. So what didn't need to be addressed now. Uh, it is still on the docket to happen, and the dates are still around the dates that I mentioned earlier, around 2030, that any replacement equipment in an existing home would have to be replaced with electric. Mm-hmm. They were projecting that, you know, that conversion cost would be between forty and $50,000. And once again, the other issue is, is the area even capable of handling that demand? Right. You know, when we look at the new construction side, though, you know, everyone thinks that there's over 100,000 new homes and multifamily homes built in the state a year. There isn't. There's only about 40,000 permits generated in all of New York State, including New York City, a year. That's a very low number when you consider Sarasota, Florida, does that in one year. Wow. When you look at Kathy, Governor Hochul's uh, uh, mandate or, or desire to want to build 800,000 new homes in the next 10 years, that's doubling the amount of permits that we're currently doing. How does that happen, firstly, when we don't have the availability to develop lots to do that because the the uh, hoops we have to jump through in this state to get properties developed? Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, um, it comes down to affordability. Uh, we'd love to build double the amount of homes as long as we have a customer that wants to buy them. Yep, there you go. If the customers can't afford the product, uh, how is that going to occur? How is that goal that she has set going to occur when this other counter action is fighting against it. To Amherst we go. And Jay, good morning. You're on WBN with Phil Nanula. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Dominic, you and I have spoken on this topic in the past, and I agree uh, this is not an issue that you're beating a dead horse. Uh, I reached out to my representative numerous times, both uh, telephone calls and email, to let my displeasure be known that I think this is a foolish, outrageous, stupid idea, number one. Mm Mm-hmm. And number two, so and I missed this earlier in the show, um, and I think your your impact and people like you, Dominic, and others did have an impact. So don't you know, don't be dissuaded because yeah. politicians respond to pressure, and and they, right. and they certainly don't want negative publicity. And you know, and I I'm biased. I'm a partisan. I think the Democrats in this state are Marxists, but that's not why I called. Mm-hmm. I missed early in your show. You mentioned the date 2030, and we live in an existing home in East Amherst. We've done some renovations. We've been in this home 15 years, and uh, we just renovated a brand-new kitchen with a gas stove. So mm-hmm. what is the ramifications with the year 2030? That's what I missed earlier in your show. If you could repeat that or clarify mm-hmm. my, on So taking, taking this in steps, um, as we've po- we're pointing out today, uh, Phil's industry, new construction, new homes, um, is the first going to be affected, and that's dating 2025. Uh, January 1, 26, anything built has to be 100% electric. As Phil is pointing out, you know, that's the mandate as of now. Uh, they're not going away from driving the point uh, to make this universal. So what is it, Phil, 2030 for replacement of anything gas uh, will have to be done with an electric appliance? That's correct. If you have an existing appliance that, that fails, that could not be repaired, you would not be able to replace it with another gas appliance. And that's 2030. That's 2030, and as you, as everyone knows, unfortunately, the appliances built today are not as reliable as they were built when we were younger. That's right. You know, appliances lasting 20 or 30 years just doesn't happen anymore. So the odds of those appliances needing to be replaced sooner than later is high. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But, but I still think that there may be some middle ground um, on the cooking side. I think especially commercially, I think you're going to see chefs, uh, you know, really kind of all, uh, come out and speak against the idea of having to cook on electric surfaces. So who knows what's coming, but right now that's the tentative plan is to make all of us go ga- go away from gas by 2030 with anything we replace. You know, it's amazing. I mean, I, obviously ideas change, politicians change, but, you know, I'm in my mid-50s, and I remember as a kid in the 70s, and I share this with my uh, my daughter, there was the fear of an ice age. And people don't think I'm making it up, but that was true in the 1970s. We had those bad winters. There's going to be another ice age. Well, that went away to global warming, and then they changed it to climate change, which is an absolutely ridiculous term, but it's used intentionally. But here's the thing, you know, from what I was taught, natural gas is clean. That was the wave That's of the right. future, and all of a sudden, miracle of miracles, it's no longer the case. That's right. But there's no explanation for that, and when you press people, they don't have an answer for it. So what I say to people is there's an agenda, and some people roll their eyes, but People have to start thinking, and that's the problem. Well, the the irony you're pointing the irony you're pointing out right right now, Jay, is almost ludicrous because you're right. When remember the natural gas buses that were were uh, delivered, and are still being used today. There's a natural gas filling station that Triat uh, Distributing uses for all their uh, truck delivery trucks, and and yet you heard also that uh, uh, that uh, Niagara Frontier. Uh, bus authority took the uh, electric buses off the road because of fear of uh, electric fire. So, yeah, there's a lot of ironies there. <laughs> it's just you know, unbelievable. Dominic, and it's- irony, excuse me, speaking of that irony, there's still government funding to uh, to convert from electric to natural gas today. Really? In New York <laughs> State. No, nothing surprises me. One yeah. hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. But it's just a shame that so many businesses and people are caught in the crossfire. And I think if they really do implement what they would like to do, there will be even more of an exodus of people living this, leaving this state because this is just insanity. Well, from- yeah, I mean, that's the real, the real shame is, you know, we're dealing with this idiocy and we're going to lose people as a result of it. Um, a texter's writing in, why haven't we heard from National Fuel? Well, we had Donna DeCarlis on um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, she was on the Climate Council, and she voted against this. And Nat- National Fuel has come out, uh, Phil, against this whole idea. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but they're trying to, to support. They're not just coming out against it and saying we shouldn't do it. They're trying to say how uh, the hybrid approach should right. be looked at and how uh, renewable uh natural gas should be used in hydrogen um they're, they're not they're not trying to be obstructionists they're trying to assist in this right but you know every action creates a reaction and i think right now all they're looking at is is acting and they're not focusing on the reaction of those actions there you go phil Nanula is our guest from essex homes 8030930 this is hammer time radio on wben Have you moved your refrigerator (laughs) only to be completely shocked But what you find underneath it? Dust, hair, yeah, it all collects under there. How does it get under there? Well, your air ducts usually have the same stuff in them, and you're not looking in them either. It is allergy season, spring cleaning time, and we do need to think about breathing clean indoor air. The only way you can unequivocally get that is by having my friends at Indoor Air Professionals come over. With the patented column duct cleaning system, they will cut a hole in your ductwork and insert the column nozzle, high pressure, attached to a generator, 
and they'll blast all the gunk off the sidewalls of your ductwork. And with negative pressure, they'll suck it out, leave you with the fresh scent of Canberra gel. They'll equip you with a high-capacity dehumidifier and a medical-grade air purifier. One-stop shopping for indoor air. It's with Indoor Air Professionals. Celebrating 30 years in business, Peter Gordon joins me on the live line. Good morning, Mr. Gordon. Good morning, Dominic. Yes, uh, it's still, uh, like I said, so many people just say that the indoor, you know, the outdoor allergies don't affect indoors. But come on, we open our windows and doors and all that stuff gets sucked into the return, not to mention the 50 million dead skin cells per person per day in all the construction debris. Everybody's doing a lot of remodeling. Um getting those gas appliances installed yeah. <laughs> and, and before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Squatters. Right. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, um, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing what's in there. So, the, but the key is, is you need to do it thoroughly and it will make a huge difference. We there have you go. piles of testimonies of people with allergies. Yeah. Six, eight, three, three thousand. Get ready to dial the number in the seven, one, six for the extra special hammer time radio discounts for this week. What are they, Peter? Okay, so first of all, the uh, it's raining a tad around the region, so let's talk about the April Air High Capacity Dehumidifier. We're up in that 30 years in business, so we're going to $300 off. Wow. Okay, on that. Yeah, that's what you have plugged in. That's what I did. And so at any rate, uh, then the medical-grade air purifiers that are 40 times more efficient than HEPA's, we can uh, take 300 off of the portable deluxe, 500 off of the whole house, and sell the uh, mini compact for 429. And last, this is the kicker here. You won't hear this too often. Uh, for duct cleaning, if you call today, you can save anywhere from $175 minimum up to $250, depending on the size and age and uh, scope of work of your home. Remarkable discounts, and only you can get them, and only you can get them today by calling Peter at 716-683-3000. Got IAP? Get it today. Breathe easier. Breathe easier. With indoor air professionals. For every breath you take. Hammer time. 1053 is hammer time. We're speaking with Phil Nanula from Essex Homes. We're talking about the electrification issue and new construction being the first to be affected by that. The date, uh, January 1, 26. Anything built starting that date has to be 100% electric. Phil, a texture writes, Kathy Hochul says New York State will help the cost of electricity. Does this mean higher taxes for us? I, I have not heard that uh, there's going to be an assistance in the cost of electricity, so I, I'm not sure how to answer that. Mm-hmm. Anytime the government pays for anything it's not paid for with government money that's right money is from the taxpayer to the phone when you look at i'm sorry when you look at new construction and you know this from your business you know the new york state building codes and the international building codes that are we have to adhere to have caused us to build the most efficient homes now in the country that's right when you look at the annual energy consumption of new construction it's so low compared to the existing home market so it's confusing to me that they're starting with this initiative on the new construction side yeah it's like they're starting in the wrong place correct to south buffalo and david good morning we're at your house hello hey dave listen um i was watching a program on pbs no it was called Chasing Carbon Zero. It's uh, it's you should really you can watch it on YouTube. 
and they're talking about uh, a lot of it was was about New York, and they're basically talking about how they're going to they're just jumping off the cliff. They don't have any infrastructure. They admit it. Mm-hmm. They admit it, but they said, you know, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, which is really important to watch that uh, that that show. Okay. And also, and also, I want to tell you, um, you know, when your politicians start asking you for money again. You tell them no, and you tell them why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think New York City maybe is a kind of an island to this issue, Phil. Tell me what you think of this, because it's just a different environment altogether. Um, and yet there is some creativity going on with the capturing of carbon dioxide. Uh, there's one building that actually has a, uh, a, a, a setup in place running right now, as I mentioned already. So you're not really hearing about those as being the frontline approach to, these, uh, to this issue. Well, that's correct. And you know, I do agree with you that New York City is its own island. But it's, uh, you know, the, the, the type of housing that's in New York City is very different than ours. That's we're right. We're not talking about rooftops like this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about high-rise buildings that have you know, different types of systems that could be converted in different manners. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the technology that we're looking at here locally. To Blaisdell next. And Frank, good morning. You're on WBN. Frank, you need to turn your radio down and listen on your phone. Okay, let's put Frank on hold, and we'll figure that out. Uh, Another texter writes, um, I heard from a firefighter that they can't go on a roof that has solar panels because they are an active electrical system. Is that true? Um, I don't know. Uh, Have you ever heard anything about that, Phil? Well, I think just if you look at it pragmatically, I mean, they're not going to go on the roof when there's these these panels there that they can't get. They go on the roof to vent the roof, mm-hmm. so they would have to go on a section of the roof that didn't have solar panels. On. Well, you can't you can't step on them from a from a common sense point of view. You you know you can't step on them because you'll slide right off of them. Plus, you'll damage them. But I agree. Uh, there's no such thing, a texture writes, Phil, as residential solar backup. Rooftop solar only works if the grid is connected and is live. Solar can charge battery packs, but they aren't in typical installations and are very expensive and get depleted quickly. It's the equivalent to powering the home off of the electric vehicle. So there's an interesting observation based on capacity to store from solar the battery storage towers, those are what Tesla's making now. Uh, those are not yet uh, up and running as far as being perfect for this kind of solution. So the battery backup to the replacement of gas generators is going to be a big thing that you're going to have to figure out in the months ahead, Phil. I feel that the, that the program should encourage people to get natural gas generators now. Because the more people that have natural gas ge- backup generators uh, will allow for electrification because it'll give them reliable backup power. That's right. I mean, when you you talk about the ironies, another irony is we just came through probably one of the worst weather-related incidences in Buffalo history as far as loss of life due to the weather. And the loss of life largely attributed to the, 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 uh, the lack of capacity of the grid to be able to sustain the high winds and the cold temperatures. Um, but yet, that's where our focus is being put. Is <laughs> that being the way of our new frontier? Is something that's not reliable. My 92-year-old father had his power out for four days, and there was no way to get to him. But he had a backup generator, and without that, I truly believe he wouldn't be worth this today. There you go. 
There you go. Another texter writes, Dominic, more people than not appreciate your education on this topic. Well, thank you for saying that. This New York State electrification is misguided government overreach bordering on malfeasance. Uh, the impact from energy to economic to human will be devastating. Please continue to talk about it and encourage listeners to contact their elected officials. Thank you. Well, you are welcome, and I certainly will. I do understand we want to get to you know, general home improvement-related uh, questions, uh, but as I say, I'm always available for that. Phil, thank you uh, for spending the hour with us. Dominic, thank you for having me. I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll be talking about it. There you go. Watch Hammer Time TV Saturday mornings at 5.30, Sunday mornings at 10.30 on Channel 2. See Phil, Nick, and Michelle with great tips and all of our Hammer Time partners as well. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. And always remember, life may be hard by the yard, but by the inch. It's a cinch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.